experiencing the divine. And we're going to be spending a lot of time in meditation for the next few days. Even beyond the two and a half hours that we do every morning with more meditative, contemplative exercises. And it's quite wonderful when we begin to create more of that inner focus and dynamic, what unfolds in that process. And it's always, at least for me, such a joy and oh, so much fun to see all that shows up during this time together like this. But often, in the beginning, a lot of the fun is beginning to confront and looking at a lot of what goes on inside of us that separates us from God. The things that we fear, the things we don't want to look at, the things we'd rather avoid or suppress and deny, you know, all that kind of stuff. Even the stuff we're not aware of that maybe we've been pushing it down or pushing it away for so long, it's just so buried deep that we're really not, in a sense, having any clue what's inside of us. And so when we begin to go inside to experience the divine, well, it begins to open things up. Things start to come up in our awareness or consciousness. And sometimes it's not always joy and bliss and peace. Sometimes it's disturbance and reaction and fearful. Things we would rather push away if we could. But yet, eventually we begin to realize there's no pushing any of it away. And really the easiest and simplest thing to do is to begin to just simply move into a place of openness and acceptance and just allowing whatever's present to be present. And that's always the hardest, most difficult part of this journey. Yet, it is all so simple. But oh my God, the complications we'll create in our lives to try to get out of whatever that is we don't want to look at. And so, being given the heads up in this retreat, if that does show up for you, because it may not, I don't want to set you up like, yeah, this is the way it's going to go. But the shit's going to hit the fan. And you're going to now have to deal with it. And we're going to have to work with that loving, accepting forgiveness. You know, the work, the inner work to clean it up. It's funny because sometimes it doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes we even train ourselves into making it hard and dramatic. And maybe it doesn't need to be that way. What I've often found is that when I avoid it, it makes it harder. But when I can move into a place of just accepting it and being present with it, all of a sudden it moves much more easily. I may be disturbed for a moment, I may cry for a moment, or I may just burst out in laughter, just cracking up and getting really silly. Well, that happens a lot on these retreats as well. There's usually a lot of laughter as well as tears. The biggest thing I found is simply not to avoid. It's the avoiding that creates the pain. It's the avoiding that allows the fear and the disturbance to keep running. And so we want to begin to find a way to really support ourselves, to love ourselves, no matter what's present. 
to become vulnerable with ourselves. You know, often we look at vulnerability as an action of opening up to another person. But how often do we look at that as an action of opening up to ourselves? Well, here we want to begin to look at it as an interaction that we begin to open up and reveal ourselves to ourselves. If that makes any sense. But that's what we're doing here. Experiencing the divine. How do we do that? Well, yeah, the main action we do that with is meditation. But I found the meditation will only be as effective as we partake in it and allow it to be. I know many times on my own, when my stuff is up, that even when I go into meditation, often that time in meditation will be one of struggle in trying to deal with whatever this is I don't want to look at, that I don't want to work with. So am I really meditating then? Or am I really just in a battle now inside of myself? And so it's beginning to acknowledge and recognize what it is we're doing. Are we battling ourselves? Or are we really in a process of liberating ourselves? The action of liberation has to do with surrender. When we're in a place of surrender, you know when the white flag goes up, I surrender? That's saying I'm not going to do the battle anymore. I give up. Oh my God. Give up. No, I'm too proud. No, if I give up, that means I'm weak. And I'm giving my power away. I've got to stand in my truth and stand up for myself and win. Be victorious. Not realizing we're actually promoting the battle when we do that. When we take our position and defend that position, we are setting ourselves up for the battle. I don't care if somebody looks like or sounds like they're attacking us. We still set ourselves up if we go into reaction to protect and defend ourselves. Not even realizing in doing that, we literally are closing ourselves down. Not only with this other person or situation out here, but actually closing down inside, putting up our walls internally, mentally, emotionally. And it's those internal walls that create the separation from God, that create the separation from our own divinity. And how in the heck do you expect yourself to experience the divine or begin to awaken and know who you are when you're running that? So part of this takes a lot of strength and courage. But yet that strength and courage is the most gentle and humble of actions. But it takes a lot of strength and courage to overcome the fears when they're running strong. But you've got to be willing to do that, to truly support yourself. Do you really like it when you feel sorry for yourself? Does that feel good when you're in your pity and crying and feeling bad and then you get pissed at everybody because nobody comes and supports you? They don't care about me. Oh, I'm even worse off. 
That sounds mean, doesn't it? But that's often how we'll look at it. They're so mean to me. Or we'll say, I'm so mean to myself. Is that really being mean to others or yourself? Or is it really beginning to maybe look at taking a different action to support yourself, to love yourself enough to not go into those areas anymore, but rather to let them go and now redirect yourself into the areas of self-love, self-acceptance. You know, a lot of the times when we're feeling sorry for ourselves, even when we admit it, yep, I feel sorry for myself, we're often not even in place of self-acceptance. We're actually feeding often the self-pity. A place of self-acceptance is different because it does not actually feed the self-pity. It actually loves ourselves in the midst of everything. It feeds the action of loving, not the action of sorrowfulness. And a lot of people will take the words I'm even sharing now and then make this wrong. That's another big trap on the inner journey is not to make things wrong because a lot of what I'm sharing right now is an action to support yourself. But if you make this action wrong that if you go into the self-pity or other things and now you utilize this information to beat yourself up because I shouldn't be doing that, I'm doing it wrong, therefore I'm a worthless, terrible person. Well, now it just fed and is feeding that self-pity even more. So what am I saying here? I'm giving just one little example of the games that our consciousness, our mind, our emotions, our ego will run on ourselves that keeps us so caught up and in that pain and misery we're so desperately trying to free ourselves from. That's how this works. It's a game. It's hard. If it was easy, do you think you would need to be here? Do you think you would need a spiritual teacher that knows the way to support you? And then when they're there to support you and give you clarity and understanding, you don't like it, so then you blame them? Especially Jim? And I, everybody loves me. Nobody gets mad at me. <laughs> I'm so mean. <laughs> but rather than reacting, how about if we begin to look at the feedback, so to speak, as a reflection to support ourselves? And rather than going into reaction, and I don't just mean with Gemini. Again, this is one example. Believe me, the universe is reflecting back and giving us feedback from every single one of us. All Gemini attempt to do is hopefully maybe give it back with a little more clarity and maybe a way to see through it rather than just being stuck in it. But are are we willing to look at it that way? Because guess what? We have to if it's going to support us. If we just keep going into reaction, 
with the feedback the universe is giving us, the great mirror of consciousness? Well, is it making us a victim and keeping us trapped? Or are we doing that to ourselves? And Jim and I will all right tell y'all, you've heard us say it over and over, we are doing it to ourselves. Truly, nobody is a victim. But we certainly act like victims. So that's a lot of what we're all learning to overcome here. And here you're going to hear us over and over say, to rise above it. To rise above it. That's all we're attempting to do. Because when you can get above it all, you're free. If you're ever trying to figure it out, ever in struggle and battle, it's a no-win situation. It's a lose-lose situation. Everybody loses. And that's the way it's set up here. That's the way this world is set up, is a lose-lose situation. The mind will want you to believe otherwise. The emotions will want you to believe otherwise. And that's the game. It's a trap. And it's a very effective one. If it wasn't, we'd already all be awake and know our oneness with God right now. Isn't it funny? That's the truth. We really are one with God. But yet we don't know it. Because boy, this game here is a really damn good one. And sometimes we got to get serious in the game. And you know me, I'm one who likes to play. But I'll tell you what, I'll get down and get serious when it really is time to do it. And you guys know that, especially when it comes to Q&A time. And right now, do you notice how my voice is right now? Because sometimes we've got to have that discipline and strength that almost seems mean or hard, but it's not. It's actually the most compassionate, loving thing we can do for ourselves. And that's all I try to share. Is that action and flow. So that in hopes in doing that, it might stir that same essence of spirit awake inside of you so that you can begin to take hold of it and know how to work with it to support yourselves. Because Jim and I know we can't do it for you. But we do know we can do a lot with you and support you. But it's going to be you who has to do it for you and open and allow God to do it in you. And this time in retreat is an amazing time. I know many of you that have been coming for years keep coming back because you know the miracles that can take place in this time together here. And when I say miracles, I don't mean outer manifestations. I'm talking about the miracles inside of how we get free of these things that trap us and run us, that cause so much of our internal pain. And yet, even some of the physical to a degree. I've seen people have physical healings in these trainings. But I know that's just another reflection of what's going on inside when somebody truly heals and lets go of the mental and emotional separation so that now they're free in 
now there's truly that oneness and that movement of loving inside with God. That's the real healing. That's the real miracle. We're not going for physical healings. We're not trying to do anything or change people's physical lives or the world around us. All we're doing here is creating a space, an opportunity for truly inner awakening and experience of the divine. But in that, there's a process that's important to understand. So that you can take the action steps. If we don't know, how can we take any steps? So this is a time of knowing. To take what we share, apply it, have your own experience. Don't believe just what Jim and I say. Take it and work with it. Look at it. Contemplate it. Put it to work in you, through you. Have your experience. And you will. I will guarantee if you will work it, you will. There's no question. But a lot of times we won't. And some of us who've been around a long time, we get lazy. We come to the retreats just to kind of get some rest and socialize and see friends rather than do the work. Well, that's really nice. Believe me, I'm talking all the frickin' time during these retreats. And I love it. But a lot of those talks are all about doing the inner work. So utilize this time. Take the support here. Do the inner work. Ask the questions. Be humble enough to step beyond your fear. Don't be so proud. Don't be so whatever that is, you fill in the blank, that you run, that gets in the way of what you truly want with that spirit of loving. What you truly want, not the physical stuff, not the emotional stuff, not the mental stuff, what you truly want spiritually. That's the time now to take advantage of while we're here. We're just beginning this evening. A lot can happen in just a few days. Don't waste it away. I've seen people do that so many times. Take the opportunity now. I've gotten a little lax too sometimes. Well, boy, every time I do, all of a sudden in creeps all the junk. So then I gotta tighten things up again to not allow the space for the junk, but only the space for the freedom and the loving and the joy. That's the funny thing with this. People think it's just playing around to have fun and joy. If you do the work, the playfulness and the fun and the joy show up as a true movement of your divinity. If you don't do the inner work, then trying to have fun and trying to play and trying to be joyful or happy or silly is actually a distraction and gets in the way. So ever be an observer. 
and observe yourself from where you're coming from, what you're doing. We talk about here in Interlight Ministries, there's this path of sun and light that we teach here that is a threefold path. A path of meditation, of self-study, and service. And so that action of self-study is really a state of observation, of self-awareness, self-study. So while you're here, take the time to really pay attention inside of you to who you are and what's going on inside. That's why we have the whole in silence in the back of the name tags to help support that action. It's not just to be silent. It doesn't matter if you're silent or not. What matters is, what are you doing inside? Are you paying attention? Are you observing? Are you learning? Are you growing? You can do that whether you're talking or in silence. The in silence is just a technique that sometimes is just like when we close our eyes in meditation to let go of the outer distractions to focus in. The in silence is the same type of thing. To let go of the outer distractions so that we can really focus inside. And when we're sometimes silent in the world, it's easier to pay more attention to what's running inside. I would really suggest to everybody, at least on one meal break, if nothing more, do in silence. And see if you can truly be in silence just for an hour and a half even. And pay attention to all the things that you would normally say and then stop yourself from saying it and see what happens. It's quite interesting... I've done silent retreats before, and that energy that we normally just put out, put out, put out, put out all the time often can distract us and pull away from our inner focus. And then if we give it the time and we're silent to the world enough, that energy begins to build in our consciousness rather than always just scattering to the world. And when that begins to build, well, there's a power there that can spiritually break us free of a lot of these patterns that we run that keep us caught up and stuck and in pain. So this is about you giving yourself the opportunity to break free, to break through, to rise above. Because a lot of these energies suppress us, hold us down. But if we can let that energy build inside of us, At some point, it will break through that energy that has been suppressing us inside. That's what it's all about, is having those breakthroughs. And when you break through that, guess what? Now there's an opening so that you can rise above what's been suppressing you and holding you down. That's what this is about is creating the avenue, creating the space, creating the opening. So pay attention, self-study, in silence. Well, we've already got the meditation part handled every morning. What about service? Well, isn't it a wonderful service when you take the time to meditate? and take the time to observe yourself and give yourself the opportunity to allow that sacred spirit inside of you to build and build and build 
so that you can begin to break free of all these conditions and restrictions that constantly run within our physical consciousness to truly rise above into the spirit. Believe me, I wish that for everybody. When you can truly rise above the body, the imagination, the emotions, and the mind, and the unconscious mind, and truly into the spirit of who you are, is the most magnificent experience to behold. There is a process that does take work. And believe me, it's worth it. When you do that, and you really wake up and know that, you're going to know the joy and the loving and the fun and the silliness because that's all there really is. It just doesn't seem like it when we're caught up in the world here. But there is. Even if you get a little glimpse, just a little opening, and that spirit of loving slips into your consciousness, just that little opening, that often is enough to bring you to that place of bliss where you find yourself just laughing. You know those spiritual highs? The euphoria that we wish would last forever? Well, it does on another level. All we're doing is opening the door and tapping into it here. But here we can begin to open that door wider and wider to allow it more fully. We don't do a lot during these retreats. There's very few simple techniques we do here because we don't want to complicate get the mind activated. We want to give the mind a rest. Why well, you have a journal to write things down so you don't have to think? Get it out of your head. Open the door. Allow things to move. Same thing with the emotions. Write it down if you need to. Emote. Go cry. Go laugh. Go scream. Go be silent. Don't suppress the emotions. Just allow them to move freely. In other words, give yourself freedom in every way possible. The only thing we would ask, not to do harm to yourself or others in that. That is truly an action of upliftment 